Hello, welcome to the University of Brighton podcast. I'm Richard Newman. This week, ahead of A-Level Results Day, we're focusing on clearing. Now, it's possible that if you're starting university this summer, you're considering a change of direction, and that's okay, because we're here to help you through that. Our clearing hotline is 01273 644 000, and you can find out how to apply through our website, brighton.ac.uk. Joining me is Bavik Patel, Professor of Clinical and Bioanalytical Chemistry, who was once a student who came through clearing here at the University of Brighton, um, applied psychology student Lois Downs, who also came through clearing, and James Barron, outreach coordinator from the widening participation team. Um, thanks for you all uh, joining me today. It's great to have you on. Firstly, I think we'll get to know you all a little bit more. Bavik, I think we'll start with you. You've been on one of our podcasts before, actually, to tell your full story, and uh, you can listen to the full story back on our, our back catalogue, of course. But in brief, it's always a good one to hear again. Um, can you briefly, in a nutshell, tell us about your journey? Sure, yeah. Um, it's good to be back, I guess. Um, so I started off um, being a student at the University of Brighton. Uh, I joined in 1998 as a student as a BSc Pharmaceutical and Chemical Sciences. Uh, completed that, uh, as you mentioned, through clearing, came onto the course and then went on to do my PhD at Imperial College London. Uh, before embarking a transverse journey to a lot of different countries around the world to, to gain some research experience moving from Canada to Germany to the US. Uh, then sort of having my second homecoming and returning back to the University of Brighton in 2009 uh, and since then moving on to, to last year where I became the professor of clinical biological chemistry. So a nice worldwide journey. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Um, Lois, can you tell us a bit about yourself as well, how you ended up here um, at Brighton? And we'll talk a little bit more about the process and how you sort of felt during all that a little bit later on. Yeah, so um, I've just finished my third and um, final year of studying applied psychology and um, I came through clearing. So, um, yeah, three years ago, I um, didn't meet the results um, of my A-levels and um, yeah, came through clearing and yeah, it's been good. Mm. Yeah. Um, James is our nuts and bolts guy in this podcast. Um, he's uh, talked to so many students who've uh, come through Clearing. Can you tell us briefly just sort of how Clearing actually works? Yeah, of course. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is James. I work in the outreach team. Um, I've been at the University of Brighton for around about five years now. Um, and I've been sort of involved in the kind of, as you say, the nuts and bolts of the setup of the Clearing operation. Um, so yes, I mean, how it works, basically, um, we have contact centre that students will be able to, to sort of call into, and we're he here every step of the way, so right through from that initial call, that initial contact with us, right through hopefully to, to when you come and enrol with us in September. So as I said, me, myself and my team, we're here to help you all along the way um, and support you with any needs that do sort of crop up and arise. Uh, I think it would be good to talk about how clearing could apply to students for um, loads of different reasons. Uh, a lot of the time that may be because, um, Lois, as you said, is your own experience, maybe grades weren't what you expected to get, perhaps. Um, but that works both ways, doesn't it, James? Yeah, absolutely. So there are a real sort of variety of reasons why people do come to us via clearing. Uh, it may be the case that, you know, on that results day when you receive your BTEC access or A-level results, you're not achieving the, uh, you didn't achieve the results that you were quite expecting. And that's absolutely fine. That's okay. Here at the university, we're here to sort of support you. And it's quite likely there will be options for you. So do please get in touch with us because we will be able to talk you through that process. 
uh, additionally as well, it's, it's absolutely fine to be undecided. We have loads of students who do come to us, um, especially at the moment with the situation that we're in, may have had a change of direction. They may feel like studying is for them and something that they, that they do want to consider sort of at the last minute to come to us. And that's absolutely fine too. So there are, are a number of different routes that students do come to us at this time of year. Mm. Of course, it's absolutely fine to to change your mind um, as well. There's a, they say it's been a it's been a funny year, and, and people may be bringing some plans to study um, forward. Uh, Bavik, can we go into a bit more detail about how you um, how you came through clearing? How did the uh, how did you end up at the University of Brighton in the end? I'm a bit like Lois, really. I got my A level results, sort of opened the envelope. Saw a lot of letters that uh, weren't the letters I was looking for, to be honest, um, and sort of really felt quite puzzled at the time because it didn't meet the requirements for my firm choice or my conditional choice so, or my insurance or anything. So at that point, you just felt, what, what do you do? Um, and at that point, um, I guess in my case, I was just totally lost. Um, and it was probably my family that put a lot of support around. I think it was my brother actually called into the university because he, he knew I enjoyed. Um, the experience when I visited Brighton and the facilities, the environment. So it was it was him that felt, you know, I'd probably be better off coming to an institution where I felt comfortable. And that was really important. So he called up and, um, you know, got to a pivotal point where I had to get on the phone um, and ended up talking to a very, very nice course leader who was very understanding, very appreciative of my situation and my circumstance. And, you know, really talked me through the process and, and actually, that you know this was a great way to have a an opportunity to get onto a course and study something that you know would probably help shape my career and truthfully to that point it has you know it's certainly changed my direction of thought uh, of where I thought I'd go in my career to where I am in my career and significantly for the better. Lois can you tell us about your um, experience then what did it um, what you saw your emotions uh, at, at the time how did the sort of process work for you? Yeah, so um, I picked, so as sort of um, Bavik said, picked up my results and um, wasn't kind of expecting the letters that were on the paper. Um, I think my initial emotion was probably just feeling completely upset um, and completely kind of anxious about where I'd be going because I'd have my heart set on going to university for the last two years. And all of a sudden, I, there was no university that I was going to. I didn't have a place. Um, so again, yeah, feeling a bit lost, a bit anxious. Um, and yes, yeah, so I phoned up the universities that I'd initially put as my sort of firm choice and my the other kind of four um, choices that I'd made on UCAS. Um, and they either didn't have any space or I hadn't met the requirements. Um, so I basically drew a two hour radius around where I lived and um, kind of thought, right, so where in this would be a nice place to go to university. Um, Brighton being an absolutely beautiful city was kind of top of my list um, and yes yeah, so I gave Brighton a ring and they were really friendly um, really lovely um, and it kind of really reassured me of the fact that even though I perhaps hadn't got the grades that I wanted I was still um, able to do uh, my degree and it was all kind of going to be okay um, which was nice and then I got my offer through from them and I think about another four universities I think I had offers for um, and it was the fact that Brighton phoned me back um, and they gave me a call back and they were really reassuring and they asked if I had any questions I think um, really kind of you know put me in good stead for I wanted to go here because that's exactly the sort of people that I want to be around and the sort of environment I want to be in um, so my 
results day went from sort of um, lots of feelings of anxiety and upset to I sort of finished the day a lot calmer, a lot more confident and I guess happy as well. So that was that was nice. I think this is probably a good point actually to, to ask James then how exactly it works when it comes to something like A-level results day. What should people be doing um, if, if they do need to if they do need to call you and what, what are they going to expect on the other end of the line? Absolutely. Yeah. And just uh, sort of picking up on what Lois was saying there as well. We do completely appreciate that that A-level results, it's a really emotional time. You know, you, you might be feeling, you know, upset. You might be feeling a little bit bewildered with, with all of the sort of options that are available to you, especially during clearing when so many universities are offering um, a, similar, a similar sort of picture and a sim- similar offering. Uh, what we'd advise is on that day, when you do receive your results, do just give us a call. As I say, you'll get through to our friendly contact centre and on A-level results morning, uh, we will be open from 8am. So do pick up the phone. When you do give us a call, um, if you've already applied to other universities and you're already in the UCAS system, uh, that's great. Do have your UCAS personal ID number with you just so that we can cross-reference that um, but if you don't have if you haven't applied to UCAS that's also absolutely fine we will just ask for some details from you when you get through to one of our contact center agents we will ask you which courses are of interest to you and it may be the case that uh, when we first speak to you we can make you an offer sort of straight away based on the information that you tell us Alternatively, we might then pop you through to one of our academic departments. Uh, We'll probably be putting you through to somebody like Bavik. He'll be able to just talk through your options, talk through your course of choice um, and just sort of take it from there. And at that stage, we may be able to sort of, as I say, just make an offer to you there and then on the phone. We'll be given what's called a verbal offer that you can then follow up with UCAS later on in the day. Alternatively, there are some courses that do require um, an interview, so especially some of our healthcare courses, uh, we may um, put you through to the the School of Health Sciences and they may request an interview. Now, for obvious reasons, this year all of that's going to be happening online, so we'll be scheduling an interview for you. And these interviews are really nothing to worry about, they're just a chance for the academic members of staff just to find out a bit more about you really and why you want to study the particular course that we do. Just a couple of other things as well. If you are calling from overseas, we do have a lot of international students who join us um, and we do have a dedicated international admissions team on hand as well. So if you do have any sort of questions about international qualifications that you're not quite sure about, we can put you through to them. He'll hopefully be able to answer all those questions. Once we have all of that information, if you are in the UCAS system, we do ask you just to refer yourself on your UCAS form. And after that, we're sort of set up and good to go. And we'll be with, sort of in touch with you throughout the whole UCAS process after that. Brilliant. Very comprehensive. That was, uh, that was brilliant, James. Still like you've been doing this for a long time. Um, I'd like to sort of touch a bit more on um, how students will be feeling um, in this situation on, on A-Level Results Day. Um, we don't need to focus this all on, on A-Level Results. We'll come back to um, other situations a little bit later. But obviously, your students may be feeling quite anxious uh, on that day, which is, which is completely natural. I guess um, a question to all of you, really. I mean, what, what sort of advice would you give to those students who feel, uh, I guess, like, you, like you've, some of you have said already, you know, a, a little bit lost? I definitely think it's important to stay calm. Uh, I know it's n- easier said than done, um, but definitely if, and also write everything down. I know it's, you know, you, your own phone number, your own email address, your own UCAS ID. Um, 
it sounds stupid because you think oh, I'll remember that but actually when it comes you have this fuzz because you just don't know how your day is going um, and I've so I phoned clearing myself but I've also been um, in the contact centre on the other end of the phone making offers to people and the amount of times that people sort of go oh oh I don't know my email address is that an issue and I sort of say you know it's fine stay calm down there's nobody here that's judging you we're here to help you um and yeah I just think it's so important to sort of stay calm take it slowly there's no rush for anything um yeah that would be my main advice I'd probably say as well um sort of do a bit of research as well our website so if you do go to the course pages of our website, there's sort of loads of extra information about the course. Um, there's often links to blogs from um, current students and videos as well. So if you are exploring a particular course or a particular course area, do check that out as well, because it will sort of reassure you about what's on offer, what facilities um, there are, and how we can really accommodate you here at Brighton. Yeah, and I think to add to that, then I say the last thing is is don't be fearful not to act. And and you know the most important thing is to to remember that actually this is a this can be a pleasant experience. Actually, I think most people will see this as a really degrading, low level experience because it's it's because it's bad. But actually, what you end up finding is everywhere you call and anyone you speak to is actually really friendly, really there, really supportive, and looking for opportunities for you. So don't don't be fearful and don't be fearful not to act on on whatever you have to look for opportunities i was feeling very rushed and i had to get a answer i had to know where i was going to university by the end of results day but actually clearing goes on i mean it's already open so it goes and it goes on for like a week or so afterwards so i think that's another important thing that you don't need to make any rushed decisions um do take your time to do the research and make sure that where you're going is right for you because it's you that's got to be there for three years or plus at the end of the day so mm. that's yeah, definitely i'd really sort of i'd really i'd really back that up as well just with regard to taking your time and um, before you can refer yourself for new cast you will need to wait till three o'clock which gives you an opportunity just to reflect on um, any choices that you have made. Also, our call centre will be open on Saturday this year as well, so from nine until three o'clock. So if you do feel like you need to take a bit more time, do take that time just to ensure that you are making those decisions that are really right for you. I think it's also good to then talk about, as, as Lois said, you know, clearing already is open. So this isn't, this is a situation here for people that already decided they do want to come to university this year. Uh, maybe they didn't want to a couple of months ago. That wasn't in their plans. Or maybe people have decided already they want to change up. They want to change university. They want to come to the University of Brighton. So James, I think, could you talk through, um, if people already know what to do, um, what, what, what they should be doing? Yeah, exactly. Um, and you raise a really good point there, which clearing is actually open and we are sort of here and ready to help. Um, we've sort of streamlined the application process this year as well. So if you are in that position at the moment, so for example, you may have already had your exam results, you may be taking in the middle gap here right now or discussed before if you sort of come to the university application process a bit later, you can make an application directly to us. Um, and you can do that online, you can do that fully online. If you go to our course pages, um, we've got a course search function on our website. Have a look there, it will first of all tell you whether or not the course is open for places, which the large majority are. And there's a really straightforward link there that will take you to our clearing application form. You can just pop your details in there. Um, and then one of our admissions team will give you a call back just to discuss that a little bit more. As we mentioned as well, you really don't have to be in the UCAS system already. You can just come to us straight away. Um, and just make that initial inquiry by filling in an online application. Mm. Uh, 
it's probably a good point as well james i think just to mention about accommodation um students might feel they're a bit concerned about whether they're going to be able to to get accommodation what's the situation there what support do students get yeah absolutely we completely realize this is a really um uh, important one accommodation coming to university for a lot of students it is about that whole experience of moving away from home uh, when you call us on clearing um, day, once you have sort of gone through that process of receiving your offer, our accommodation team will be on hand as well. So we have got an accommodation um, sort of section of the contact centre. So what one of our agents can do is then pop you through to them and they can discuss your options with you. And we do have a number of different options. So there may be space left in our university managed accommodation, but we also have um, lots of other um, sort of options for you as well. We have a, a closed Facebook group where you can make contact with, um, with other students who have come to us via clearing. Additionally, we will be holding some clearing um, offer holder online events a little bit later on as well. So these are a brilliant way to sort of engage with us again, um, with our accommodation team, but also with, uh, with other students who are in a similar position. Mm. Fabic, I mean, you're a, a great success story about how it all um, how it all can all work out well in the end, and one of many success stories across the, the whole of the UK about you know just because you had one preferred offer maybe in that situation, the one one preferred place you wanted to go to uni doesn't mean it was your only choice. Um, actually, it's ended up working out really well for you, and and it's set you on a course through career. It just shows that you know you shouldn't be defined just by your own plan that you had in in your mind at the first place. No, not at all. And I think actually it's it's an important element to consider actually that we, we all have a trajectory or plan or, or ideas of where we'd like to go. And you know, life throws up lots of different things. I mean, we're, we're going through one right now, but most definitely when you get to clearing it, it's a it's also an opportunity, even if you have an offer and it's firm and you're, you're happy with where you're going to, to self-reflect and think, actually, what else is out there for me? This is a great opportunity. It's a point where you can actually go and reaffirm different opportunities, maybe change career progressions because you might think I'm not interested in this subject area. I want to go into a different subject area. There's so many different ways to look at clearing than just this opportunity that it's there for people that don't actually get the grades. It's, it's actually a great stepping stone for people to self-evaluate where they are in their career because actually at the end of your uh, A-levels, you really have this opportunity to actually better reflect on where you want to go than what you did maybe a year ago or a year and a half ago. And we seldom see that often. And when I'm picking up phone calls on clearing day or speaking to people during the course, you hear loads of stories of people saying, well, you know, I thought about this and I applied for these things, but actually I'm really interested in this. And, and that's the beauty of clearing. It's, it's a gateway of opportunity and we should use that um, to celebrate it in that sense. Um, so I think it's, it's really useful the only thing we can't do at the moment because of this unprecedented situation we're in is that we we can't say oh come and look at the campus for a tour um it's a that's a little bit of a tricky situation so i think um i'd like to ask you all to sort of sell wh why you think university of brighton and uh, living in brighton and eastbourne are, are great places to live um but before we do that james can you just sort of talk through some of the things that we have on offer to sort of get a feeling um, of the university we've got videos online virtual tours yeah definitely so um so yes yeah, so there, there is we've sort of really upped our online offering um this year so there's loads and loads of information out there namely the um the virtual tours they're a brilliant way to, to have a look around there's virtual tours of all of our campuses right now <clears throat> so um so yeah so do check those out obviously it's not the same as coming to visit 
us in person, but it is a really good way just to get a flavour of, of the university and, and the, um, the sort of the feel of the campus really and the buildings um, that you will be studying in. Additionally, we will be holding some events uh, as well. So as, as I mentioned before, we will be holding some clearing offer holder events and these will be all online. where You'll have a chance to um, talk to academic members of staff, but also staff um, from accommodation, from student support, from student services that will just really try and put your mind at rest about what the Brighton experience is all about. Um, as well, I think, you know, coming to Brighton, um, I'd probably do your research about Brighton itself as well. There's loads of information out there about Brighton as a city. So do have a look at that. Do get a feel for what Brighton is all about. Um, and it is a great place to come and study. So get a feel for the university through our online events um, and also get a feel for Brighton as a city. Just to add as well, we also have a UniBuddy platform, um, and this is a great way to engage with current students. So you can sign up for this at any time on our website, uh, and it gives you the opportunity to chat firsthand online to a current student. So if perhaps you aren't feeling comfortable about asking questions directly to staff at the university, do sign up for that because a student perspective, as we've heard from Lois, is you know really invaluable. So I would definitely recommend checking that out too. Mm, I'm I'm actually a uni buddy uh, myself, um, yeah. so, so I don't I don't want to say they're amazing, but <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so you know, I think one thing that I tell people a lot when they ask about University of Brighton or about just choosing universities in general is as much as it's important to look at the university and check out the facilities and the modules and the lecturers, it's also so important to check out the city that you're going to be living in. Um, because you're there for a while and you are living there um, and or maybe if you're not living there and you're commuting you're still um, going to be in the city and um, I think it's important to sort of evaluate what there is to do um, sort of if there's any job opportunities the transport links because um, I know for me that was a really important part um, of picking a university is that I was able to get to London um, which Brighton is great for um, and that also um, there are things to do um, because reflecting back on it now my firm choice university was in the middle of nowhere um, and I don't think I would have had such a good student experience had I uh, not come to a city where there was so much to do so much opportunity so many different people such diverse and inclusive place as well really lovely Brighton is um, and I know that's me being biased but um, I'd never been to Brighton before uh, I came to university here and um, as you said I sort of uh, looked on Google I went on Google Maps and I um, did the street view and I made my way down the pier um, that sort of thing so I think it is really important to Google where you're going to be living um, and yeah reading up and asking uni buddies questions because they they know they've experienced it so, so I guess um, to add to Lois yeah Brighton is unique diverse it's everything everyone wants it to be it's such a vibrant exciting city um, and I think when I joined, it's just that blew me away um, as a student. Um, that, that was really important, as Lois says, to be comfortable in your environment and in your space is really important uh, as a student, not only because it makes you happy, but it then impacts your studies. And, and that's something that, you know, from the other side as a lecturer is really important to us. You know, we want you to be comfortable in your environment. And if you are, it means you're going to be comfortable in your education as you're studying at the university. Um, but additionally, when I joined as a student, you know, reflecting on that period, the thing that really blew me away was how welcoming 
the community of academic staff, support staff, everyone was at the university and were continuously during that period. It's something that, you know, is embedded in me when I am a lecturer to keep that spirit of providing that great welcoming spirit to all of our students, bringing that community spirit together. And to me, that's really important because we are one, you know, we, we, we want to work together towards improving our education um, and learn from each other. And that, to me, is really what was brilliant about the institution. It's something why, to me, Brighton stands shoulders above anywhere else because it, it wants to bring people together collaboratively, not individually. Um, and that's really important. Although I'm meant to be a neutral presenter, I will just say as well that I completely agree a lot with what Lois said about you know, choosing the place as well as the, as well as the uh, university you want to study because uh, I didn't do that and uh, I regretted it a little bit. It did definitely impact a little bit on my, uh, on my student experience. It's very important to balance the two. It's not just about the course. It's about the course fitting with where the lifestyle that you really want to live. Um, Bavik, I'd like to sort of just quickly ask you about um, you being a, a personal academic tutor. Um, first, I think, could you just tell us what that is um, and how all students get them? But also, um, you know, the next term, the first, when everyone comes back in the academic year, this, you know, we can't get away from it. It is going to be a different look and feel um, at the start. Um, it's going to be the same in, in every situation. And there are measures obviously in place loads of work going on to make sure that it's safe um, and that we can get the best possible student experience out there there's going to be a blend of flexible remote and uh, on-campus learning can you sort of tell us how students will be supported throughout that sure yeah so i think you know a personal academic tutor is a, is a really important role at the university their their role is to support the student from all aspects of their interaction at university it's not just about supporting their educational aspects it's supporting their well-being their development and working you know in a relationship with that student to make sure that they're comfortable in the way that they conduct their education at the university no matter what impact or influences that may be impinging on them that may affect those issues and so our role is to really you know formulate great communication and links with these students and Moving into to the new term, this will definitely be through a, a mix of online and face-to-face -face interactions that we'll have. And, and in my case, you know, I just want to get to know how they're doing, how things are going, what problems they're having with their studies, and, and be their voice. You know, the most important role that we play as an academic tutor is to be their voice, to, to call out things that need to be changed, to improve things that support the student learning experience, to give them that sense of belonging. So they feel comfortable at the institution and our role is an important pivot into that into that responsibility to, to support them so um, you know it's going to be present we're going to be having more interaction with our students we're in small groups of you know six to seven somewhere around there that we support individual students together and um, that is going to happen virtually or face-to-face -face next term and will be really important uh, given the scenario we're in um, James, I don't know whether you want to um, expand on some of the sort of the sort of plans on how things will be looking um, going forward in the academic year. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Um, as 
Slavic was just saying there, it will look a bit different this year to normal. Um, obviously, safety being first and foremost, but I think it's really important to reiterate, you know, that we are we are open and we're open as usual for new students to come to us. And we are making those adjustments to make the university experience as enriching as possible. Um, in terms of accommodation as well, the accommodation team um, have been putting measures in place to ensure that all of our university managed accommodation is accessible. So that will still, still be going ahead. So you'll still have those options of living together with other students. But I think first and foremost, it's um, just about making those adjustments. And that blended learning is something that people are slowly getting used to, but it is something that can be really, really valuable. And a lot of our students are reiterating this, that they are enjoying this kind of blended learning approach currently. Um, Lois, just finally, I'd like to sort of just get your views on, you know, when you are a student, it's just good to know that when you get to university, that what would be your, your tips just to get to know everyone a bit better, to sort of, to really start to feel like you fit in at the university? Do you go and visit to see what sort of students union and societies you can join? Yeah, definitely. I mean, they have a freshers fair um, that kind of happens within the first week or two um, of university. And that was great because that was all the societies and the clubs. Um, and you could go and put your name down if there was something you're interested in. And I would say even if you've already um, been doing a sport or uh, some sort of club or have a passion um, previously, I would definitely sign up to a new club um, as well, because I think that not only does it get you out learning a new skill um, it's about meeting the people as well so for example uh, I joined surf society and I had never surfed in my life before I came to university um, but I met some really great people who I'm still friends with now and even though I've only actually surfed once uh, because I'm not quite brave enough to uh, embark in the cold English waters but um, yeah I've met some really great people um, so I definitely say put yourself out there um, and you know I joined the gym as well and that was really great because I met people doing that um I also joined a lot of group chats so I think James mentioned earlier that there was a uh house hunting uh chat on Facebook um and I had to hunt for a house myself coming through clearing and even just I met my housemates on there but I did also meet a variety of other people that were also studying psychology and that were also um, in the social science um sort of department and that really uh again broadened the amount of people that I met and the experiences I had um, and again yeah the student unions are really good place to go as well and they host different events which is always nice um, I'm not a massive partier myself but they did have things like board game nights and um, a, like you know just a sort of quiz night in the student union which is a bit more uh, my style so that was always nice because as we sort of mentioned earlier Brighton's really inclusive and there is something for everybody even if you don't initially think they there is you search for it and you will you will find your people and you will find your things that you love doing so definitely there is lots to do and um yeah lots of opportunity great thank you all so much for coming on it's been really great to get all your thoughts um and uh, the information as well to get all that across james great job there fantastic i hope it's really helped um and you can find out more about what uh, it's going to look like on campus on our website brighton.ac.uk there's a helpful video there as well about what it's like to um, study at university you'll see that pinned on the top of our social media accounts um, at the moment as well remember our hotline is 01273 644000 that's your number on and after uh, a level results day and visit the website as well for more details of how to apply online
There's a super friendly team ready to help you navigate big choices, big changes, stay curious, explore, and trust yourself. That's it for this week. Best of luck if you are about to go through clearing, and thanks for listening.